0: It is Wednesday night, so you know what that means. You're hanging with Wrestling Inc. on the post-AEW Dynamite podcast. And boy, do we have some stuff to spit around. Thanks, everybody, for your patience. It is 1025 here on the East Coast. Of course, uh, Dynamite uh, notably going an extra 15 minutes long. So you know we're usually on the air about 10 minutes after Dynamite's off the air, so it's all good. So uh, apologies that the time was not updated, though, on the YouTube video. For those of you just so antsy and waiting for me justin (laughs) Labar here in pittsburgh down south in puerto Rico. she puerto Rico, she is the demon diva isa and up north in toronto home of next week's dynamite Mm -hmm. it is former ww ref jimmy corderas uh isa ladies first how are you tonight
1: uh it's such an interesting night i can't wait to get into it with you guys and hear your opinions on some of the things but doing good drinking uh, i've been drinking it's the only
0: way to manage it, you know, lately. Yeah, and, and full full disclosure for everybody, uh, you know, like we all, once we all were ready to go, I mean, we said our hello pleasantries and we just said, let's just save it for the people. So we, we have no rehearsal. I don't know what either of these two think. Uh, so that's going to make it all the more fun. Jimmy, how are you on this Wednesday?
2: Yeah, I'm doing good. It's a, it was a good day here in in Toronto, like you said, home of uh Dynamite next week and uh it's going to be interesting to see how the Canadian crowd reacts to uh their first uh, venture up north.
0: It'll be interesting to see who's in the building, who gets sent home between now and then, who who, who well, does what between now and then.
2: Well, just just to curb any rumors, uh I'm not going to be there next week. I will be here with you guys and
0: uh you know, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to show up and get sent to him. <laughs> you. They, they
1: could definitely use you. Yeah, they could use yeah. They
0: could use. They could use a referee both in the ring and backstage. I think uh, you could uh, be. You could just apply as HR expert. Yeah. You please. know what? I, I don't. I don't want to deal
2: with that stuff. Trust me.
0: <laughs> Where's Jim Ross? and you need him? You know, Jr. Put up with so much crap being a head of talent relations for so many years. Where is Jr. Consulting Tony Khan when needed?
2: Yeah. No kidding. He's, or even on commentary, where he.
1: Listen, yeah. based on the ending of tonight's episode, nobody, nobody's consulting Tony Khan. He's just doing what yeah. he wants. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, thanks, Allison Tuckwell, I'm kicking it off in the super chats with a dollar. Appreciate that. Of course, you can always. Get there was one chat.
1: earlier too, by the way. Oh, was it? Before there? we went on the air. Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: before. Oh, geez. Wow. Well, <laughs> yeah.
1: Listen, people were waiting for us. Okay.
0: I, oh, here we go. <laughs> we'll just start it off right now. Ryan Ramirez, I hated this dynamite. It was a terrible anniversary. <laughs> Uh yeah, Ryan, we'll we'll we'll, we'll get into the uh, Ring of Honor. I mean, uh, AEW anniversary. Mm. <laughs> we'll get to it here shortly. But before we do, we like to let people still filter in. And we always like to touch on a few news items first before we get into news headlines. Just kind of um, uh, a day in history. This is one of the ones I enjoy for most of the reasons. There's obviously one sad, but 25 years ago today. In 1997, big day in the W in the world of WWE and pro wrestling. This was the debut, it was the Bad Blood in Your House show, which featured the debut of the Hell in a Cell match Mm -hmm. and and, and arguably one of the best Hell in a Cell matches ever between Sean and Taker. Debut of the the character Kane, iconic character. Also, sad day, those that we started that pay per view, getting the announcement from Vince McMahon that Brian Pillman Sr. had been, um, uh, had tragically passed away. So, just a very you know, that's 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 three things. 20, 5 years later that are still a, a, a huge deal. Uh so just a, a moment of memory Jimmy and I, you've worked so many shows you don't got to have stories but of course you were on that show 25 years where's the time go?
2: I know it's unbelievable. I mean I was there that night I was in St. Louis it was a it was a great night. That's got to be Kane. That's you know Vince is, there's just one Vince when it comes to doing stuff like that. It, it's incredible how he gets that over and uh it 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 was a definitely an interesting night but you know Thank goodness you didn't ask me which match I worked that night because it's like, it's like here, I can remember the words to every 80s song uh, on the radio, but I can't remember why I went down to the kitchen. You know (laughs) what I mean? I know how that feels.
0: Yeah. All right, let's go ahead and jump in uh, to some news. We'll uh, we'll do the one piece of WWE side first, and then we will Mm -hmm. be all AEW from that point on. Uh, This just being the NXT numbers. Uh, NXT, of course, last night, they've they've reverted back to the – the uh, black and gold brand. Uh, But but unfortunately, that NXT uh, New Era sees the lowest key demo rating in months. Uh, uh, WrestleNomics noting the viewership for Tuesday, October 4th, episode of NXT, had an average of 625,000 viewers. That's down 5% and the lowest for the program since August. The key demo even worse as NXT had 170,000 viewers age 18 to 49, meaning it had a uh, 0.13 in the 18 to 49 rating. That's the lowest number since July 23rd. I, I did not watch. I have not watched the show yet. I, I, if I'm not podcasting, um, I don't. I don't watch shows live. I'll go back later. Issa, I didn't. I haven't watched it yet. You were podcasting. Yes. Give me a reaction. Are you surprised by these numbers?
1: I'm not. I'm not. I felt like last night was the most NXT 2.0 episode that we have seen, and we were expecting a rebrand. However, I'm willing to give in the benefit of the doubt just because of the hurricane and and people not being able to make it or maybe some of the changes they were wanting to do couldn't go through like set changes or whatever. But I got to tell you, last night's NXT felt very 2.0. Nothing felt different outside of the paint splatter being gone from the logo. And unfortunately, you're not going to keep they they didn't do anything on the show to keep viewers like if people were turning the channel, I do not blame them. The best thing to come out of last night's podcast is that Brian Saxton is Alfred's daddy.
0: <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy, um, Jimmy, I mean, is this just natural transition of you know Triple H and Shawn Michaels undoing maybe things that were done in the past? They're trying to just position things to get it in line for whatever vision they want of NXT again. Or, or do you have any takeaway for this?
2: Uh, I think so. I think that's uh, definitely has a lot to do with it. They they want to put their vision, uh, kind of take it back. But you can't take it. You can't do a complete one eighty overnight. It's the the transition is going to take time. And of course, we saw it with the with the set change and that sort of stuff. It's going to take time to transition the talent uh, too as well. And uh, like you, Justin, I haven't seen NXT yet. I will I will get a chance to watch it. Maybe I don't think it'll be tonight. It'll be sometime tomorrow. But uh, uh, yeah, uh, it's. It's, it's tough too. And, you know, I know a lot of people put stock into ratings, but this time of year with the baseball playoffs coming up and everybody jockeying for position and stuff. Let's like go that, Yankees. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, I thought we were frenzy. son. anyways, uh- <laughs> know when it comes
1: to October, maybe not in October, Jimmy, we can resume our friendship after.
2: <laughs> okay. but let's go blue Jays. But what can I say? Anyways. Um, yeah. So uh, there's a lot of factors that go into it that, uh, you know, that, so so for me i'm not a ratings guy even though i do pay attention to them i just numbers i still like
1: Content is consumed so differently nowadays that when I see all these people post these ratings, I'm like, why do we still care? Like a lot of people are going back watching it on DVR. Some of us are watching the the clips that they post because we just want a short version of it. People are watching it on Hulu because it's a shorter version of it. Like, why do we still care about the ratings so much? I think it's for the advertising purposes, but it's not our money that's coming out of pocket for that.
0: Well, uh, Isa, I think that's a fair uh point and i and i and i've even used parts of that point before but i think i think what i think the still relevance is yes we can all agree like 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 i just said i didn't watch live but i will go and i'll find the most you know attractive youtube clips and i'll I'll try to you know catch the best of but i think if we all agree that's universally that the case of we all have other means to watch a dvr youtube twitter timeline it's still relevant then just still to see it's still relevant to say, okay, well, still based upon these viewership and demo, this was a poor or a discarded show overall, or you know, it didn't have it didn't it didn't have enough to make somebody like me, there wasn't anything on the show to make somebody like me have to make a point to watch it live, even though I didn't need to because I wasn't podcasting. So I mean I think what I mean is, yeah, it, if it did six hundred, um 25 If it did six, thank you. If it did six hundred and twenty-five thousand viewers, yeah, there might have been another 625,000 that are going to see things from all the ways we just said, but it's still relevant to say that that's 625 compared to when they were in the 800s. A few, you know, like it's, it's it's still relevant to say that it it was a, on the lower end of the scale and something about it did not connect and did not.
1: Yeah. But what I agree with you on that aspect, is like, I feel like Monday Night Raw was decent, was an enjoyable, a fun watch and, There was football. It didn't do well in the ratings, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't – it's not a show that I wouldn't tell you, oh, you shouldn't go back and watch it at all. There was some solid points on Monday Night Raw. So, you know, while I get it how it did with people, I can't base whether I'm going to watch the show or not based on a rating that I see online, I guess is what Mm -hmm. I'm trying to say.
0: Yeah. Well, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we'll we'll, we'll keep an eye. Now I'm I'm very interested. Don't go back
1: and watch NXT. Don't watch the main event. The main event was good. Okay.
0: Well, I'm very interested to see what uh, what next Tuesday, um, uh, what next Tuesday brings about, uh, and how the ratings are, and what will we get of NXT as things are moving so fast in Stanford and Orlando. Okay, let's jump over to uh, let's jump over from from Stanford and Orlando to Jacksonville to AEW, <laughs> and let me just say this, folks: if you have not been on social media or if you have not been on wrestling websites, uh, you are probably a little lost as to what is happening right now. Um, Oh,
1: my God. You know that I started my watch along and I didn't have time to get on social media before it. mm -hmm. So I sit down and I'm like welcoming people. And I'm like, oh, I wish the Andrade match was tonight. And my chat is like, that match was canceled. So I literally found out as I was Mm -hmm. live on the air because I stayed off Twitter for an hour and a half and everything fell apart during that one hour. How did that happen?
0: (laughs) Uh, We got some super chats already, guys. We'll get to them in a few moments uh, once we get the facts out for everybody. So uh, I'm going to go in order here. So yesterday things kind of got real hairy as Sammy Guevara and Andre Andrade El Idolo going back and forth on Twitter. I'm not going to recite every tweet. It's all on wrestling. It's all on Twitter. Basically just the two beefing back and forth. You know, Sammy F you just go back to WWE. Like we all know you want to. Uh, Andrade apparently you have a problem and you know, I'll, I'll address you. I'll, 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 I'll see you on Wednesday in DC. Just, very clear back and forth of issues that this is not a storyline. So then we get to, um, so then we get to Tony Khan on busted open, and he kind of addresses this a little bit. Tony's a regular on busted open. He's always putting over what's going on. So he says, "quote We've seen on September seven that the Dark Order, of course, number ten, Hangman, all those guys recently they've been approached by um, the, the uh, uh, Jose's. Uh, how do you pronounce the faction?" He said, "The." the, the, the you, you don't know the word the La What the, are you group. trying to say? No, I want yeah. you to
1: the, the
0: say name that. of the the name of the group that Jose has. He's got he's got Rouge and Private Party. Well, oh, I don't, I don't know the name. <laughs> I'm reading it, but I don't how to read it and say it because I can't. No. no. <laughs> okay. Recently oh, been approached I, I by by Set <laughs> faction. Hangman versus Rouge should also directly. Oh, los ingobernables. The...
1: Got it.
0: Okay. There we go. Um you speak you're the one that speaks Spanish on here and I'm trying to do the Spanish the, 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 you know, help me out here. Mm-hmm. All right, so hang all right, so continue the quote. Hangman versus Rush it also directly ties to something that's going to be happening Friday, Andrade El Idolo versus number 10 Vance and that situation has escalated really quickly uh, as has Andrade's heat around the office and locker room so much that if Andrade loses the match, he will lose AEW forever. So Tony trying to walk a line of reality with the why all of a sudden you know Andrade's putting his career in aew on the line so that kind of is like half in storyline uh on busted open then fast forward a few more hours this coming from fightful select TMZ's also jumped in but we'll go with fightful selects i think they were the, the the first to have the most of these details andrade and Sammy both show up to dc to dynamite as all parties plan to do <laughs> and what do you know? It didn't go well. Of course it um, <laughs>
1: didn't. Of course it did <laughs> it, it,
0: like, nobody, nobody could figure out how to keep these two on separate p- p- parts of the building, but never, we'll get into that in a second. Another backstage altercation takes place in all, all elite wrestling. Sources familiar with the situation claim that on the October 5th AEW Dynamite show, there was an altercation between Andrade and Sammy Guevara. Again, this is from Fightful Select. Mm-hmm. The two had taken shots at each other in interviews and on social media throughout the week, and it came to a head at the tapings. Andrade was removed from a scheduled mask versus career match against Dark Orders 10, with the latter remaining on Rampage schedule in another match. Those that Fightful Select spoke to said there was some kind of verbal altercation that got physical with Sammy shoving Andrade and Andrade throwing a punch. Not sure if the punch actually connected, but Fightful Select is told it was not part of some grandiose work. At least one, and possibly both wrestlers were removed from the tapings and sent home. We, of course, know Sammy was not. Get back to that later. TMZ has confirmed this report. Andrade then posted, respect me and I'll respect you on social media shortly after. So, uh, so much to unpack. Uh, Jimmy, you've, of course, seen th- this this happens, but this is... Um, And and, and a bad two months of AEW with, of course, the brawl after All Out, CM Punk's thing. Sammy and Eddie Kingston apparently had an altercation within the last month. What do you make of this?
2: uh, This is getting absolutely out of hand. I mean, like back in the day, obviously I had been witness to a lot of backstage incidents. Let's put it that way. But back in the day, there wasn't social media for guys to go out there and put it out there. The guys respected the locker room enough and that curtain, that fourth wall, not to let the outside world in to what is going on behind the scenes. If guys had a gripe with each other, they had a gripe with each other. And, you know, it was settled. I don't want to say privately, but it was settled in a a way that didn't leak out to the public so much. Now, if there's an issue, it seems like everybody wants to go on their Twitter and on their social media and put it out there and take shots at this guy and take shots at that guy just because they don't like him or whatever the reason may be. And that's the biggest thing. And the problem I have here is that those in charge in AEW are not sitting down and saying, you know, hey, this is what we want to do. And, you know, we want the business. We want our company to move forward, as I do. I would love to see AEW move forward and grow. Mm-hmm. But th- the boss has to be the boss. Yes, you can show your talent respect. Yes, you can have an a, a, an open-door policy. But it's more important to be a boss, to be their boss, than to be their friend. And it seems like, and I don't know Tony. I can't speak for him. But it seems like he's more interested in being their friend as opposed to being the boss and saying, "Hey, look, you know, I, I get it. You, you send certain people home, you suspend us, others, but at the same time, you 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 got to be a hard ass when you need to be a hard ass."
0: Issa. Yeah. So as we as we will then know as we get a Dynamite here, uh, Sammy Guevara is in the main event of Dynamite tonight. So he, he clearly does not get sent home.
1: That's the worst decision. That was the worst decision. Uh, they stop.
0: They stop in the live promotions. There was one. There was one package they tossed to on tape uh in the beginning of dynamite to promote rampage where the andrade match was still promoted but then everything after that everything they did live throughout the rest of the night no mention of andrade's match so it seems clear andrade's been sent home and and what does that what signal does that send to you
1: favoritism favoritism you handle the cm punk and the elite situation pretty evenly right regardless of CM Punk was the, the person that might have started this brawl, like with, with his comments. I don't know that Andrade started it. Maybe what he said in the interview about, you know, maybe he hit uh Sami too hard and Sami didn't like it and he said anything, and Jimmy's talking about old school wrestling. You know, we just saw Roman Reigns in the impulsive uh podcast. When Logan Paul asking, him, What happens when somebody hits you too hard? Roman's response was. You hit back harder. You get your receipt, and you continue, right? Like you don't make a big deal about it. But it seems like Sammy made a big deal about it. What really bothered me at this thing, the social media back and forth, was the comments that Sammy made, calling him a favor hire. Like I, I, if I'm running this company, I wouldn't like those comments, regardless of what. It and
0: and the only and. And the only yeah. and and the only reason that you were hired is because your dad-in-law your father-in-law
1: yeah your i just felt that was so out of line regardless of what it is that andrade said on this interview i didn't like those comments from sammy so in my opinion he's like i'm already having a conversation <laughs> with sammy but the funniest part of all of this was the the tweet that came i think it was from dave Meltzer who tweeted did nobody figure out how to keep these two away from each other like we all saw it play out on social media I'm sorry, Andrade is about that life. When he sent out that tweet, "I'll see you Wednesday," I was like, "Somebody keep Sammy Guevara far away from this man on Wednesday." Like, how do you let them interact? Unless, well, let, listen, I don't want to, I don't want to turn into a conspiracy here, but why did Andrade just walk in and punch him just to get in trouble? I don't know because he's also kind of been tweeting some some weird things about not being happy there. But overall, I think you should have been fair, and both of these guys should have been sent home and maybe wait for the situation to cool down before you handle disciplinary actions but i didn't like that Sami got to stay and wrestle because i do think he was just as guilty in the situation as andrade was
0: yeah i mean unless there's more to it that we don't know unless unless something up more than what i just uh, recounted from fightful select that Tony knows, unless there's something that's like, okay, Andrade, you were clearly in the wrong with however the altercation Yeah, apparently uh,
1: Andrade, to- I'm sorry, Sammy probably got Tony very drunk at his wedding and he probably got some secret video that he's storing him in because like, how do you not treat this situation the mm-hmm. same way?
0: Well, yeah, because I mean, you
1: know- CM Punk said all of those things and at the end of the day, everybody involved got suspended, got sent home. Why does Sammy get to stay? It doesn't make any
0: sense. Send them both. And look, as obvious you have, you had Jake Hager there. You have other people from JS. Somebody Mm -hmm. else can, can fill the spot of Jericho's tag partner. It's not like it was crucial for Sammy to be out there. Yeah, Uh, yeah, this is just, and you know, and again, and we'll get to super chats here in a second, guys. It, yeah, and, and this, I think Jimmy started. You can't even say, Oh, this is the damn locker room leaking stuff for the dirt sheets. These two guys went on Twitter and put each other on blast. They decided mm-hmm. just to go ahead and leak it themselves. So, right. Uh,
2: it's,
0: yeah, it and,
1: is so tiring. I'm so, go ahead, Jimmy.
2: No, I'm sorry. It's just this is the problem when, uh, yes, there are some veterans in that locker room, but who is the locker room leader? Like, uh, I'll, I'll give you an example. Back, back when we were there, uh, Taker was our guy. Taker was the locker room leader, so if there was an issue, you went to him first. Do you know what I mean? Say, hey, if how do Taker I handle If Taker is my it?
1: leader, I'm not having an issue. I don't want to. I don't want to go in front of Undertaker.
2: <laughs> exactly. I'll <laughs> but, figure it out. <laughs> but, you know, and 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 as as talented as, as as and veterans that they have, like a Jericho, like like uh, Mark Henry, who's there now, and all the agents and producers that they have back there with all that stuff. Is there somebody back there that the talent could go to and say, hey? This is what's going on. How do we get this to stop? Can we have a, a sit down, a get together? Nobody does that anymore. Right away, it's got you got to pick this darn thing up and you start tweeting and yeah. you start putting up, you know.
0: You know, Jimmy, it kind of Jimmy, it kind of feels like, you know, we heard after, you know, it kind of feels like after the all out brawl and everything that, you know, we heard that Moxley and Brian and, and Jericho that you know the, the, these veterans, <laughs> these guys that have that have been around for a long time, they've been at WrestleMania, they 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 they've been to the top of the mountain, right? They supposedly kind of stepped in and said, "All right, guys and girls, like let's let's get our shit together. Let's let's remember like how how, how good we can be. Let's remember what this is all about, right?" But we're, we're so we hear that, but then there's also, but then this stuff continues whether it's with whether it's with Sammy and Kingston, Sammy and, and this one. It kind of feels like that some of the veteran, you know, the veteran. You got guys like Christian there. You got guys like Billy Gunn there. You got guys like Mark. You have a lot of veterans there. It kind of feels like some of them are like, you know what. I'm not, if these damn kids aren't going to listen, I'm not going to walk, I'm not going to follow them around and scream. You know, that's what it kind of feels like from a way outside aspect Mm -hmm. looking in. And I also wonder, Jericho's very close with Sammy, and to get to the point, Sammy doesn't get sent home, Andrade does, Mm -hmm. does Jericho have an influence in this? And Does he have a... And also to
2: your
0: point,
1: it's just, it's... we talked about this with CM Punk, and I feel like we have to give this the same energy. Um, CM Punk being the common denominator in certain issues, it, it's not the first time that we hear about Sami Guevara having issues backstage. Now, I'm not saying Andrade is not guilty here, but what I'm saying is like we literally just heard about Sami Guevara having an issue backstage. And you know who got suspended? Eddie Kingston. There was no disciplinary action taken against Sami Guevara. He was still an all-out, right? So I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just
0: saying. All right, let's get to some Super Chat. So Dylan uh, mm-hmm. threw a little bit of money in there. I think Dylan uh, hit the money before he put his comment. I think his comment followed right after, which mm-hmm. was kind of what Issa said. Those nudes, Tammy, have at Tony Khan must be juicy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, uh... Shout out to Dylan. Yeah. Yeah. So uh... No, thanks.
2: Don't want to see him. <laughs> Same. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I know it's National Scissoring Day, but let's just calm down. Yeah. Um, stellar Justin Lopez, uh, he's re- ready and rearing to go. He said, "Did Tony not see the tweets? He should have approached the two, and they arrived and scheduled a face-to-face meeting to hash it out. It's that simple." WTF is he doing? Let's go Yankees. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you you need you need to get him in the room to get. Well, then again, you know what? Maybe maybe it's this. Well, the one part you need to settle it's you need not to have you need not not have a fight break <laughs> out. But if if if, if Tony. <laughs> prior to this match that was going to happen with the whole andrade leaves aw mm-hmm. if tony truly does know okay andrade's out of here in a week he's gone mm-hmm. okay maybe you don't need to sit and have kumbaya and make these two become best friends but at the very least if you only got to have him here for one more week keep them the f apart right
2: yeah you know yeah, like i said it's it's that old cliche the inmates are running the asylum and that's what it feels like here with what's been going on recently and what we're hearing coming out from backstage so uh like i said Tony needs to sit down, be a hard ass, and say, "Listen, I, I respect you guys. I want this company to do well, but we can't continue down the same path. And yeah. and there will be repercussions if people go to step too far on whether it's social social media or whatever. There
1: will be repercussions if you're not one of Tony's
2: favorites. But
0: okay, that too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. So real quick before we get into dynamite, uh, this is one, I'll give this one to Issa. Zook Enigma saying, did you guys see Logan oh. Paul taking shots at Bad Bunny?
1: <laughs> oh, did I see it? Yes, I saw it. But this is a very, very complicated topic. Um, it's about tax laws in Puerto Rico. I I, I saw the, the the person that created the report did a good job with the thumbnail and clickbaiting because he made it sound like Logan Paul was just taking a lot of shots at Bad Bunny. And he kind of did. However, Bad Bunny cannot... I don't know if you guys know this, but if you move to Puerto Rico and you're a foreigner, you don't have to pay federal taxes, right? So a lot of rich people, such as Logan Paul, are moving to Puerto Rico to take advantage of this law, right? However, Logan Paul has been doing a lot of things for Puerto Rico, unadvertised. He's not giving it any press or anything. He's going on to help the island in any way that he can, and he's not getting any press about it. So Bad Bunny is, uh, made out a documentary in his last music video talking about all these people that are coming in here and doing this. And Logan Paul accused Bad Bunny of taking advantage of that exact same tax Exception. Baboni doesn't qualify for that. It's only for foreigners that move here. Baboni has been a citizen of the island his entire life. He qualifies for a different kind of tax exception, but not the same one that Logan Paul is taking advantage of. So while I really enjoyed the interview and Logan Paul defending himself and kind of finally talking about the things that he's been doing, because I've seen it, I've seen a lot of the things that he's done for the island, he's doing it without press or pageantry because he's doing it for just because he wants to. At the same time, I did feel he should have gone into this interview a little more educated on the tax laws because Bad Bunny doesn't qualify for the huge break that he's getting on taxes right now. Logan Paul, that is. That's,
0: That's all. interesting. That's I. I did not know any of that, so that was an education. No. I mean, but like, just I playing a just weird devil's advocate here to Logan Paul. Like, to the things you're saying, does the does the does the break that he's getting of not paying, uh, you know, this much of tax, is he putting that much back into the community, into the island, so, as you're saying?
1: So that's what he asked in the interview today because he's talking to, it's on Philip DeFranco, that's a huge YouTuber who does news reports excellently by the way, way better than your normal news channels. And um, he was telling, he was asking Philip DeFranco and he asked for feedback in the comments. He said, how much do people want me to see? Do they want me to put a, a money amount into this? Because he's like, Logan Paul has renewed about 10 boxing gyms in Puerto Rico right now. He's put, him and his brother have put Over $125,000 in renewing boxing. Because, you know, that's why they came here. It was originally to train for boxing, and they ended up staying. Um, On top of that, I saw pictures of him going out, like, giving people aids um, in regards to what happened with the hurricane. And he had no cameras with him, none of his blog, nobody. The pictures were captured by locals that lived in the neighborhood that saw him doing this. A lot of the things that Logan Paul is doing for the island, he doesn't want to get credit for it because he's doing it to help back because he's aware of the huge break that he's getting in the money that he's saving. So what he asked in this interview today was how much money do you guys want me to put back? Do you want to see like a monetized amount or what do you want me to do? Because Mm. I personally do think that he's trying, but I just don't think he gets depressed about it because he's not doing it about that. He's doing it on his own time and it's Mm. it's great. But don't go and say the bad bunny takes advantage of the same tax break when it doesn't qualify. This is public information. You can look up who are there's actually 3000 people they are taking advantage of this tax break and you can look up all of the names online. It's available. Benito Martinez, that's Bad Bunny's name, it's not on that list, Logan Paul. Hmm. Okay. Let's settle this at WrestleMania. <laughs>
0: oh. hey. <laughs> hey. That's not that's not that's not out of the question.
2: Yeah. I kinda <laughs> no. like that idea now.
0: <laughs> they, they, they both have had WrestleMania matches that did pretty well. So it's not out of the question that it could happen. And, and, and
1: it's going have... to be a tax exemption on a pole match.
0: <laughs> there you go. No, a ladder and, match. Put, them in a, put it in a briefcase. Ladder match. And,
2: and you can have special guest referee JBL, who was living in Bermuda. Bermuda, there. that's there, right. You know, you know, to take advantage of the tax situation, so there you
0: go. Yeah. Interesting stuff. Well,
1: I'm, I'm did, glad to educate some people here. Did yeah, not think cool. we
0: did yeah, not think we awesome. would talk and, and learn about uh, Puerto Rican tax uh, law on go. this once <laughs> the but here yeah, we are. Yeah, but at the
1: same time, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like shit talk Logan Paul. I think Logan Paul is doing a lot for Puerto Rico, and mm-hmm. I think for people to know what he's doing, you have to be a local. You have to be here to see it because he's mm-hmm. not advertising, and nobody knows. Right. But not- those of us who, who live here, we know
2: not chasing the hug as they say that's awesome correct
1: correct Mm -hmm. like he my my Mm -hmm. cousin is a big boxer here and and they went the pulse brothers went in there and they removed that entire boxing gym and he looks like a prime freaking establishment now and it was awesome and they weren't asked to do this so
0: all right good stuff All right, back real quick before we get into Dynamite. uh, One more super chat on uh, Tony Khan, uh, John Jordan saying, how did Tony Twitter fingers not know about a Twitter beef with recent issues not to be proactive is embarrassing. Issa, how about a Subway series? John's a mess fan. Uh, I
1: would love a Subway series, but it's going to be a replay of the 2000 series. I'm sorry, but that's what's going to happen. So if Mm -hmm. you want to suffer like that, John Jordan, let's go.
0: Let's go, Mm -hmm. she said. Let's go. Let's get into Dynamite. Three-year anniversary It's where it all started three years ago in D.C. We kick it off with MJF. It's his first match in 129 days up against Wheeler Yuta. Very split crowd. Very split 50-50 crowd back and forth uh, and, and support uh, the work in Yuta's arm and bicep and shoulder. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, though, MJF is going to use that to get the win. He's going to do like a ro- rolling arm breaker. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after the match, it looks like there might be this attempt of having a little handshake show of respect and just as mjf looks like he's going to do that all of a sudden lee moriarty and uh stokely hathaway out there they attack um yuda uh, and, and mjf is screaming i didn't tell you to do that i didn't tell you to do that uh then hathaway gives uh, uh the dynamite diamond ring to mjf wanting him to use it and while mjf might be contemplating doing that here comes william regal a little mentor to really with the, brass plug, with oh, yeah. the brass knucks yeah uh, and MJF backs off. So uh, a lot to take in here. Again, MJF's first uh, full match back split crowd. Mm-hmm. Jimmy, are we um, and then the, the, the tease of the handshake? Yes. Are, are are we are we moving towards the acceptance of MJF's Probably not going to change his promo style, but we're going to position him as a baby face on the roster.
2: It almost felt like the way at the end of that match with with uh, him screaming at the guys for jumping uh Yuta at the end and, and he, being hesitant when he put on the diamond ring and you know, almost like questioning himself, should I or shouldn't I? And then when Regal coming out, you know, just taking the higher road and, and leaving, um, it, it, it certainly has planted that seed that maybe MJF is going to be that uh, baby face with the nasty mouth so to speak because he can he can definitely talk a great game as a heel and I do not have any doubt that he can continue that style and turn it into a babyface type of promo still kind of down down talking his opponents who who are
0: heels ISA would you buy a babyface mjf?
1: I'll buy any NJF I can get. I love NJF. I I thought this match was incredible. I like that piece at the end. I feel like NJF is such a good uh, character-wise that we overlook his wrestling and he's very, very good in the ring. That match that he had against Darby, I think it was a full gear, if I'm not mistaken. It was so good, and I thought he did the same today with somebody like Willer Yuda, who's so good in the ring. Um, I want to give a shout out to Jimmy Cordero who has made me watch ref- like um, wrestling completely differently because I noticed a spot where they're just rolling and pinning each other, mm-hmm. and I liked it. But then we saw it on the following match. We saw it between Darby and Jay Lito, and I was like, "Why are you doing that?" And then I was like, "Why?" I feel like Jimmy. I feel like Jimmy was here watching Dynamite yeah. with me at
0: that moment. Oh, and then. <laughs> And, Dar- and then and then Jay and Darby right? all, and then Jay and Darby also have a handshake at the Yeah,
2: repetition.
1: Yeah. And shout out to Ethan in the cra- in the in the chat who mentioned that in my house. This is my house now. Promo so is everybody's house. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um yeah, so I I mean I, I like what they're doing. I, I think MJF, I think I mean you could position him as a baby on the baby face side of the fence, meaning he's mm-hmm. just going against heels but I, he can't really change his promo style. It ha- I mean, I, he just, right. he's, I, it's almost like he can come out and shit talk the city and the city's almost just going to kind of be happy that he's just mentioning doing, yeah, yeah, doing his shtick to them. That's, that's kind of I, where I feel like we would be going with, I, which I think that is having your, a good finger on the pulse of the MJF situation. Mm-hmm. Th- there's no point in trying to like, Get all these people to really, really hate him when he truly has become a—he's kind of become, ironically, what CM Punk was doing in 2011. He's just become just that rebel to the establishment uh, out there, saying, right. "I'm—I'm going to sign with whoever pays me the most in two years." Mm-hmm. Uh, Wheeler DeUta, hes a good wrestler, that can't be denied. I—this was this was a this was a this was a, uh, a win by association. I thought he looked good because he's out there with a guy like MJF who has such mm-hmm. uh, polarizing, but. I still don't know if you tell me, if you show me will you to besides him being a good belt of a performer, I don't know what about him is going to talk me into He's a film. No, he, he doesn't have that.
2: That he doesn't draw you in. Like you said, there's nothing wrong with the Zing ring uh, uh, abilities. He's good in the ring. It's just that th- you need a lot more. You need character. You need personality and MJF. A perfect example of a guy who doesn't have to do a lot in the ring and still get you invested in what he does. Wheeler Yuta, as good as he is in the ring, just there's something about him that doesn't draw me in. Yeah,
1: Yeah, but he shouldn't be MJF's first feud or wrestle Mm. back back after his long gone time. Like, it just doesn't feel right. And and trying to put him in a microphone battle, somebody that right now lacks charisma (laughs) in Wheeler Yuta against MJF, that's like throwing him with the charge. Like, it's, it's almost borderline abusive.
0: Well, and the other question too I have about all of this, uh, because of it, is we just established the firm as this thing that MJF has on retainer, and he's and like, now he's now already like telling them to get away. Like, is this a case of where a few weeks ago we thought okay, we're gonna keep MJF a heel, so he needs to have this you know uh, gang on retainer to do his dirty work, but now we're gonna pivot. And he's gonna be a face, so we gotta break him away for it. And why are they the firm if we only see pieces of them at a time? We have we don't even see all all of them together anymore. I mean, like I. Just another like kind of like fly-by-night question. I'm like, do we have a plan for this? Why we have these people that we need to have?
2: Yeah. No, it's just it, – it, it's a good question. Ed, but but it, like right. you said, it looks like they are definitely positioning him as as a uh, baby face, uh, as in uh, this is the side of the ledger he's going to be on, <laughs> basically, without changing yeah. his style. And and, yeah. and to the point about – you know, down talking the city. You know what? I can I can win even in a place like Toronto, Ontario, Canada. You know? Yeah. See, because when you name a Canadian city, you have to do the name of the city, the province, Providence. and the country, and the, and the and the country as well. Like Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Yeah. Yep. Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. Canada.
1: Yep. I did right. not know that. See, we're we're all educating each other today. <laughs>
0: All right, uh, moving on. Jay Lethal versus Darby Allen. In some ways, they uh, just are getting a carbon copy to what we just saw. <laughs> this is, uh, Literally. <laughs> this is, of course, uh, you know, ma- making a big deal of, you know, is, is Jay Lethal going to show some honor at, at the end of this? Satnam Singh and Sanjay Dutt are out there distracting. He wants them to go away. So just like MJF and the firm can't get along, these guys all of a sudden, newly formed, honeymoon period's over, Yeah, can't make it work. <laughs> and uh, he's telling them to get away. or They don't get away or that distracts them. And then mm-hmm. Lethal wins yeah. up. Getting the win. Um, Actually, Darby ends up getting the win on Lethal Mm -hmm. with a with a a roll up here. Uh, Then again, we tease (sighs) Handshake. Handshake actually happens Mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. Issa.
1: I thought this was a fun match. I, if I have to give credit where it's due, I like that we do get some kind of variation from Darby. Like sometimes he comes out with, with Sting, sometimes he doesn't, he doesn't need him. Like we know Sting is part of the pack. It's a package deal, but he's not always there. As to with other AEW factions, they always have to be there at ringside or whatever. But yeah, I just, I, I like the match. I thought it was solid, but again, it bothered me that they were doing a lot of the same thing that we literally just saw minutes before, but I do not want to take away from seeing Jay Leto and Darby Allen have a really mm-hmm. good wrestling match.
0: Jimmy, you a fan of
2: this? No, they, they had a pretty good match, but it, it almost feels like a, a wrestling match isn't why people tune in to see Darby Allen. They want to see something different from him. Mm-hmm. And yes, he had a great, they, they did have a good match, but they, again, that's probably uh, a lot jimmy, to do with jimmy we
1: can't be called, we can be killing him every time he goes out there we gotta give him a break here and there
0: but but, <laughs> I, I, but jimmy, just, jimmy, jimmy wants to book darby like kenny on south Park <laughs> almost <laughs> pretty much yeah but
2: uh, oh, no i I, I didn't mind it but uh, like you said uh, earlier uh, in this match they did the you know 40 false finish reversals uh, like simultaneously, like they did in the first match. And and it it almost feels like there's no communication uh, in the matches from one match to the other. Nobody talks to each other. You know, are the agents talking to each other? Are they saying, are you guys doing this in this match? You know what I mean? You know, and don't get me wrong. I was entertained by the match. I, I enjoyed the match. It just, you know, again, yeah, but especially re- when
1: it's like four talented individuals like MJF, Wheeler Yuda, Darby Allen, and Jay Leto, they should all be mm-hmm. able to come up with two full wrestling matches where non repetitive things happen. They, yeah, they yeah, can't yeah. do that if they just talk to each other.
0: Yep. Well, if you're busy breaking up fights backstage, maybe that, that just kind of distracts everybody. I, don't know. I guess. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if this is a reference to this match, but uh, uh, no. But he's
1: talking about the Andrade punch because uh, some uh, people were reporting that, that that Andrade might have thrown a punch, but they weren't mm-hmm. sure if it connected.
0: So Jiro J saying, "Not sure if a pro wrestler's punch landed." LOL. Uh, oh. Listen. Oh, I, like,
1: I, I
0: get
1: like, it. I like to picture my Andrade. That's the kind yeah. of person
2: that would have
0: landed that much. No. But you never know. Yeah. It's wrestling. Right. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure we'll get a shoot interview one day and we'll get to the bottom of whatever. Oh, Andrade
1: is never afraid to speak his mind. And that's one thing I know.
0: Actually, what's going to happen is his father in law is just going to go off and randomly. Oh, <laughs> what, what's going to happen is one day Rick Flair is going to just spout out everything. Sure. We'll find out soon enough. Yeah. <laughs> S- yeah. Somebody somebody catch Rick at the bar. Yeah, we'll, get, exactly. we'll, get the, we'll get to the bottom of this in one viral video.
2: Uh, in between woos.
0: Woo! In between woos oh. and shots. <laughs> and shots. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. So uh Wardlow, your TNT champion, he puts mm-hmm. out an open challenge, and it's going to be answered by Brian Cage, uh, who is part of this ring of honor stable. Uh, Prince Nana say it, Lavar.
1: Say it. Mm-hmm. What say it?
0: Big, uh, big, big meaty,
1: meaty man. Slapping oh, this was, me.
0: oh th- this was this was uh, this was two 12 ounce sirloins for here. This was... 16. 16. Whoa. This was yeah. meaty. Um, yeah. we got Wardlow. It's, it's, it's only his fifth title defense, which we'll get to that in a second fifth title defense is tnt champion uh, he's got 15 straight wins so wardlow versus brian cage prince not out there um power versus power here a longer match it goes to picture and picture wardlow brings the people to his feet people to the feet doing the running hurricane rana uh, ultimately oh though brian Bri- brian cage does some showings of power as well but ultimately the right thing happens which is a powerbomb symphony for Power bombs mm. by Wardlow again, just putting the straps down. It's like Jerry Lawler in Memphis. He puts the straps down and people come rising. Do mm. they do for Wardlow? And uh Wardlow's gonna get the win after the fact that the gates of agony, also part of Prince Nana's group, start attacking Wardlow. Here comes Samoa Joe. He tries to even it up, it's not yet even. Here comes FTR. Uh, we'll talk about Wardlow, bigger picture in a second, just in this match as it is, Jimmy. Uh, Warlow does the open challenge. This gets answered so they can promote it leading into this. Did you like the execution?
2: Uh, it was okay. The the, the whole thing though, is that, you know, the the problem I had with the matches, here's some guys who can do a lot of good stuff, but you have these two big behemoths doing high spots that guys like Darby Allen and those guys should be doing. You know what I mean? It it almost felt like why are the big guys not having a, a classic big man match as opposed to they did for part of the match, but then all of a sudden they break out this, you know, jumping to the top rope per corona whatever flipping uh, 450 twisting burning hammer phoenix splash. You know what I mean? It wasn't necessary. They could have had uh, anyways. Other than that, I wish that Wardlow was not TNT champion and was positioned in a in a different uh light that he'd be heading towards the main championship, because I think he's a guy that you can really build that title. In. And this is not nothing, no disrespect to John Moxley, definitely. But here's a guy who is a big star in the making. You can build this company around who is a, for lack of a better term, a, an AEW homegrown guy. He's not an ex WWE guy.
0: Yeah. I mean, Isa, I I, I, you know, I bitched about this on Twitter Will lead into all out. Wardlow was just one of the hottest things they had. Again, like Jimmy said, homegrown at the start of the summer, and you're putting him in a six-man tag match. And then here again, we're putting him in a four-on-four situation of even the odds. Like, just This is not rocket science. The people are behind them. Just run with that momentum. Give him a singles match every week.
1: Yes, agreed. Um, I, I, I think is a star. He just has that it factor. The crowd loves him, and he's doing some of the things that while I – see what jim is doing i thought that they did a really good job of balancing the the things that you weren't expecting these two big guys to do and the big man match because we did see a little bit of that some of those headbutts that would being thrown were insane we saw warlock going to powerhouse like <laughs> symphony mode like i really really enjoyed this match might have been my favorite thing on the night but then again you know i'm biased However, it was good to see Brian Cage back on TV. I was wondering for a second, what did he do to earn a title shot? Like, you can't bring somebody that we haven't seen in like a year on TV and put them in a title shot like it doesn't seem to make sense. But once the match got going, I didn't care anymore. I was like, why is this guy not on TV every week? That's what I was wondering, and that and that, that means that you did your job out there, and at the same time, you made Warlow look great. I would like to see Warlow go towards the World Championship, but right now, I just want him to go back to that momentum that he had going in double or nothing when he beat njf that should have been such a huge moment for him and it didn't feel that way because of the backstage drama they just have to put a stop to that because a lot of their big moments are just being so overshadowed by just backstage bs um but yeah they were busting out some moves that i was not expecting from them i really enjoyed this match
0: well and that's I didn't thing you need
1: all the running out from people at the end like we just saw it twice before like i didn't need any of that though
0: well and, and yeah i mean like it, it, Eventually, you know, Wardle and MJF are your two homegrown guys, and they arguably have the two just, you know, they obviously have such history with each other. They have these two paths that you could really make something that we could revisit. So hopefully they do. Um, Yeah, to your point, a little weird here, right? Brian K's been off TV forever. Okay. So then he comes back. They, they did give us a little quick promo video to try to give us context of Prince Nana, and then the commentary's talking about how he's been with ROH since 2004, and, the, and his group, the, the, the embassy, I think it is, and all, whatever, whatever. So they're trying to give you context, but it is kind of odd that Brian Cage has been off TV from AEW so long. Now, all of a sudden, he's in this thing, so we got to, like, wave this shiny ROH thing, and then you have Taz on commentary, and Taz is the one who brought Brian Cage to AEW as part of Team Taz, and you have mm-hmm. Taz on there. Like It's just like, it's just, it's, it's, it's a very messy kind of like, again, fly by night kind of feel. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so I, yeah, I don't know, but, but that, that was kind of my thing. I was just like, this is yeah. all kind of again, I, it, this will be a running theme. We'll get to it again. This is AW's three year, Dynamite's three year anniversary, and there was so much ROH in this. Mm. Why?
2: Why? Yeah, exactly. Exactly, yes, I understand that you want to promote the ROH brand, but at the same time, you're overshadowing it and you're making it seem uh, like a major priority over your own brand. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, Uh, Z1 Super Chat, where is Miro? Good question. Somebody, uh, so somebody tagged me in something on Twitter the other day. I'm sorry, I don't know who you are. They showed a clip of Miro being promoted or whatever or a clip of him in like some kind of TV show or movie or something i think it was a TV yeah. show. So they said this is why Miro hasn't been on Dynamite. So I, maybe that's true, I don't know. But he but does have
1: the original time off that he took was to go film this TV show or unless he's taking time off to promote it because as you know, once you film a movie, you also have to take time off to promote it when it's ready to come out. But I do remember the taping of this TV show that he was a part of being done with and then we saw him come back. And now if you, according to Miro's part of my language but just nobody has the balls to face it. That's at least the story that he's trying to tell on Twitter, so. Yeah.
0: I'm a bit ever since I got away from the whole gamer thing and the best man thing, I've been a big fan of the Miro in and in yeah. AW. Still,
1: still, my favorite TNT champion. I, I mean, I think Orlo mm-hmm. is up there, they just need to put him on more significant feuds, but I still think Miro had the best TNT um, champion mm-hmm.
0: rate. Well, and like he, I mean, I love the, the Redeemer stuff and your God and all, I mean, whatever. I mean, I mean, he was, I mean, he was feuding with like Malachi and Buddy and all those guys, and they're all gone. So maybe, maybe they just had again had to hit a reset on. Mm-hmm. that. All right, yeah. it is the start of the second hour. That nice. means the women are gonna get a match. Ooh. They're gonna get the kick off, the start of the second hour. Unique placement for what is normally mm-hmm. the 9:30 pegged spot. Is this a little sh- little result of Soraya? Mm-hmm. Uh, and we feeling like she has star power to go out there and kick off second hour. I don't know. It kicks off. It kicks off actually with Britt Baker backstage doing a quick promo, basically. You know, her sources, her doctors telling her that Soraya is not gonna be able to do, not gonna be able to fight Nate, not gonna be able to wrestle. So just, just put her in some packing peanuts, send her home. Uh, then we get to the match here, which is we got Penelope Ford, Serena Deeb, and Jamie Hayter alongside out uh, uh, Brit and Rebel. up against Willow Nightingale, Athena, Tony Storm, with Soraya in their corner. Let's just cut to the chase. Uh, Willow Nightingale gets the pin using a Gun wrench power bomb. Mm-hmm. The entire match, the entire six woman match, was just a reason to get Brit. And Soraya in the same place at the same time because that's the story. Is post match mm-hmm. they come to blows, it's the first physicality we've seen of Soraya slash page mm-hmm. in years. And then Soraya, uh, after doing a hockey fight with uh Brit, she then gives a little kick to Rebel. So, Jimmy, mm-hmm. it would seem the story is here they're kind of leaning into some of the internet questions, uh, mm-hmm. and myself included in those questions of wow, this is a big investment, it's a big deal to have Soraya. Mm-hmm. But is she cleared to wrestle? Can she contribute in that fashion? This seems like they're leaning into that and that they have a, a an ace up their sleeve, which is yes, she is going to wrestle.
2: Yeah. I, I would say that she is going to wrestle because if you're not cleared to wrestle, then you're definitely not cleared to have physicality, especially to the extent that we saw it from Soraya tonight. I think they did a good job of getting to that spot, but it just took too long. And I didn't think that a, a, uh, a trios match, is that what they call it? The the trios, yeah, trios match was necessary to get to that spot. They could have done that with a promo segment and it not take as much time. It, it just felt like it took a lot of time to set up that one thing that they were actually going for to set up.
0: Isa, um, one word answer, and then I'll ask a follow-up yeah. question. Is Soraya versus Dr. Britt Baker the biggest women's match they could do right now? Yes. Okay. Follow up question. Is that okay considering you have Tony Storm with a with a strap and Jay Carger with a strap and both seem to be far less important right now? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Tony All Storm right. is gonna Tony Storm hasn't felt important. It is still an interim strap and they they have met AW does a great job of making you feel that the interim title is interim. Um they haven't given us any sort of update with Um, Thunder Rosa, which is okay. They also didn't do that with CM Punk. We didn't know when to expect CM Punk back. Um, With Jade, I just expect her to just continue just rambling to people and making her streak bigger. So, yes, I have no issue with them creating an actual feud out of non-title being involved. They haven't managed to do that, and they're doing that here. I like the placement of this. Um, I, I liked the match. I actually thought the match was great. And guess what? The booking may says Willow Nightingale gets the pin. I'm sitting here thinking, why did she get the pin? Then she calls out Jade, which we'll get into. I didn't really like her promo so much, but it makes sense that she goes with the confidence to call out Jade because she just got the win. Mm-hmm. And just seeing the way that Soraya played out the rumors that she's not clear, is she clear when she actually got physical, it felt like a moment. Yeah. No, no matter yeah. what they do moving forward, whether she wrestle, whether they put him in an in, in attack match to protect her or not, just seeing her get physical after so long. The last memory we have of her is that horrible accident that happened at the house show, that video going viral. We all saw it. She couldn't move. I don't want that to be the last memory that I have mm-hmm. of her in a ring. So just seeing her here, it just, it just felt like a big moment for people that I'm a big fan of purse and it, it felt awesome so I love everything that they did here I'm not saying the women's division is great but right. it's the first time that I turn around and I go you know that wasn't so bad and that's right. not the this the vibes that I have every week following a women's mm-hmm. segment so props to them and maybe she is bringing some change love seeing her get physical I just want her to be clear and okay to do this at the same time if yeah. she is let her go for it. We also need to stop protecting her. Like she's so fragile, you know, they, they're not going to let her go out there and do something. She's not supposed to do. Mm-hmm.
0: I hope. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Very good. Yeah. It's, uh, hmm. I, I mean, I, 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 yeah, you're right. It is exciting to have, a an interesting feud that that is not title-based. So Especially
1: uh, with Britt Baker, yeah. their promos back and forth. I know that Soraya was a little bit rusty last week. I know that my power went out and I couldn't talk to you guys about how much I didn't like that women's segment last week. I, I get it. She hasn't been here in a while. But I think Britt Baker in a, in, a, in a Polish Soraya on the mic back and forth for a little bit, oof, sign me up. Mm. Because we already saw a preview of it. I did think that Britt Baker did better last week for what it's right. worth. I did think Rick Baker owned her last week, but I'm looking forward to their back and
2: forth. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Issa, and, and and I agree mostly with the point of as long as she's cleared and she's taking yeah. care of herself, that's that's the most important thing.
0: Fair enough. All right, we'll see. You. And uh, Issa mentioned Thunder Rosa. You know, I've been on Busted open last Fridays here with Thunder Rosa, and uh, she is chomping at the bit to get back. Right. She's waiting to be cleared. Uh, yeah, I right.
1: saw, I watched her vlogs, and I saw that she went and got one of those epidural shots in her back, which hmm. made me a little bit worried because that does mean she must be in a lot of pain or, or suffering through something pretty rough to get that procedure done. But at the same time, it makes me feel like at least she's trying to get what needs to be done to come back. I'm looking forward to seeing her come back. Right,
2: right.
0: All right, up next, maybe the highlight of the night. It's time to celebrate National Scissor Day.
1: Scissor <laughs> me, Justin
0: LeVar. Come on, come on, come on. There we go. Don't <laughs> do the triple. Oh, yeah, oh, oh triple scissor. Let's
1: go. Let's there go. We go.
0: <laughs> there we go. There we go. All, right. See it. <laughs> <laughs> All <laughs> right, we got the acclaimed. They come out. Uh, of course Max Caster got the rap going. Uh he says AEW, it's acclaimed every Wednesday. Uh Daddy Ass has gifted them with the golden scissors that he got from uh, City Hall. Uh Max Caster then cuts a kind of a nice little personal promo talking about there in DC. He talks about his father, mm-hmm. uh some 40 years ago being part of Super Bowl 17 with the Washington Redskins, my mm-hmm. team. Which is true. Yeah, his I, mean, father, I
1: thought about yeah. you when this happened. <laughs>
0: his father, uh, Rich Caster, uh mm-hmm. was a receiver and so and was part of the Super Bowl team. So he talks about that and how his dad proudly wears the Super Bowl ring to this day. So nice little touch there. And uh, then they're interrupted by Swerve. Uh, Swerve kind of cuts a promo, saying that the only reason that the the, the acclaimed had the titles is because of Daddy Ass Billy Gunn. Uh, and then here comes Smart Mark Sterling. He's going to get taken down in the feel good spot, and ultimately Gunn is going to answer Swerve's challenge. So next week we are going to get Swerve Strickland up against Billy Gunn. Uh, Isa, did this live up to all the scissoring hype?
1: Yes, I love this segment. I it was so wholesome. Is everybody? Everybody loves the acclaim. Like it's an actual fact. How can you hate the acclaim? Now I gotta tell you, I'm disappointed that you didn't bring up Swords' line against when he said Rock always beats Scissors. Yo, I popped. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I popped when he said that. But overall, I thought I mean maybe a little too long. But at the same time, I feel like we waited so long to see the acclaim in this position that give them. All the time that they want to take. Really love the promo by Max Caster. Overall, really wholesome. Love this segment.
2: Yeah, yeah, I couldn't agree more. They they got the audience uh, invested. They had me invested. They're entertaining, and that's the biggest thing. Not only can they go in the ring, they can go on the mic and they get people talking. And they and you heard the pop, especially tonight because maybe it was just my television. I don't know, but the it, the crowd didn't seem as Lively as they do most Wednesday nights, they I, they did come up at times. But uh when the acclaim came out, they were they were into it. You could see people standing.
0: Yeah, it uh this was fun. This is a lot of fun. I said it before. Mm-hmm. The acclaim they just had that magic formula. They got they figured it out. It's it's to get the people involved, make them feel like there's something. And again, they even alluded to it in the promo where they're saying in a city of DC, where it's red and blue and such division and. Mm-hmm. You know we are here to bring everybody together and you're watching the they're telling people to do the peace be with you to scissor to the person oh my god i fought
1: for that too I yeah and the crowd way.
0: showing shots of people just random strangers they're all doing it. they're all in that moment together i mean that's that's a hell of a thing that the Acclaim is doing um, i love
1: what the acclaim is doing i have a friend that i didn't even realize watch wrestling uh, on my instagram and i posted my picture scissoring brit baker because we have to celebrate right and he responds and he's like, everybody loves the acclaim. And I'm like, I didn't even know you watch wrestling. <laughs> he's like, no, I just like the acclaim. And I'm like, okay, that's always I always keep that in the back of my brain. Like who the casuals, right? What we call the casuals, who are they gravitating towards? That was a fun, that was fun to see yeah. somebody that I have no clue would even be familiar with what I'm talking about, knew exactly what it was. Mm-hmm.
0: Shout out to uh, Billy Gunn too, if you caught it, <laughs> did a little rockabilly yeah. move. There. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. If you know your Billy Gun history. There you go. Um, so this is a lot of fun. And and I will, by the way, a little cheap plug. I will tweet on Monday as we Ooh. have the Raw season premiere in Brooklyn. And, of course, DX. I think we all can. It's fair to say we're not going to see daddy ass. Hmm. I have my bingo card ready of, oh, you have it? of one-liners <laughs> that we might get from DX. <laughs> So stay tuned to my Twitter address tomorrow. I have my bingo card oh, and I will let, I will let all of you contribute to the oh, bingo yeah. card. I got some spots to fill mm. out. We will play DX one liner bingo next Monday night. Oh, it's going to be cool. Good. <laughs>
2: cool.
0: Now I'm looking forward to it even more. Yes, yes, yes. yes. See?
2: You're talking me into Twitter. <laughs>
0: there we go. Hmm. There we go. Uh another cheap plug. The three of us will be back Saturday night after Extreme Rules. There we go. Perfect. Oh, yeah. All right. Yep. Yeah.
1: I'm looking forward to Extreme
0: Rules. I, really I am too. Yeah, too. Yeah. This, I mean, I was actually trying to go back. I was, I was Googling Extreme Rules in the past, you know, the most extreme night in WWE. I was like, this yeah. might be the Extreme Rules I'm looking forward to the most. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's actually yeah. feel like
1: Extreme Rules. I'm excited for it.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: That's Saturday. AW people will get pissed off if we uh, detour too much. All right. Rouge versus Hangman page uh buckshot Larry, it's gonna get the victory here for hangman page sorry roosh fans i'm not going any deeper on this story here is private party come out after trying to circle the ring Moxley comes out he kind of evens the odds they private party backs off but then Moxley gets on the mic he says i've been waiting this for three years been waiting for three years i knew eventually it was going to happen um while he notes the respect he has for hangman page he says once it comes time for that bell to ring and the titles on the line he doesn't respect a gd thing uh says he will break his face and choke him until he's blue says that uh this is going to be the battle that between he and page whoever stands tall will be the last top true guy mm-hmm. um page says well you waited so long where are you going as moxley looks like he's leaving yes. then moxley moxley gets in his face they start to try to bleep a little bit i don't know if this was a little bit of unplanned or if this is for effect <laughs> but moxley if you could decipher basically said you're a sweet kid i'm gonna give you a few more i'm gonna give you a little bit more time until you're until your ass whooping comes just like a lot of the other young kids around here, you say shit that's going to get you in trouble.
2: Mm. Yeah. Wow. So. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy. It, it, no, it, it, the match was all right, uh, except for the blatant interference that the referee saw that should have caused a DQ. But never mind. Uh, <laughs> here we go again. It, I can't take off the black and white stripes. It's just, it's just ingrained in me. And uh, I, I, again, I'll have more on on the refereeing later. But anyways, no, no the match was fine, um, but it was basically to set up what came afterwards. And, and you know what uh the way they talked about it the way Mox did his promo and and stuff uh, I actually am looking forward to uh hangman versus uh moxley and see how that turns out
0: Isa, and, they, uh, but, and, and oh, no. sorry
2: and oh. and also the little shots of someone holding holding the chip you know the, yeah and jf and they did specify that he can cash in at any time cash that chip in at any time so I'm assuming, that it can happen right after a match. It doesn't have to go through the whole sanctioning process. Hey, Imagine
1: Issa. in Cincinnati.
0: Oof. Yes. Oh, wow. Isa, so Moxley was um, – heyman Page had the, the full support of the crowd. Moxley, I don't want to say he's full-on booed, but he was not the fan favorite in this – in tonight in D.C. Uh, how does that sit with you? Is that, is that cool with you?
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, isn't D.C. fairly close to Richmond, to those areas where Hangman Page hails from? So I would assume that he would have this crowd maybe a little bit more in his favor than Moxley would. Also, I mean, I don't know, because you're not expecting to see Moxley, so maybe you expected a bigger pop for Mox. Um, that being said, I can't believe this is a first-time match. I mean, we still have a lot of those, <clears throat> excuse me, to go in AEW. But it blew my mind when Moxley started talking about how long he's waited for this. I was like, holy crap, that's true. We haven't seen these two face each other in AW, which made me fully invested in the match. That being said, I I, I feel bad for Rouge. I don't know what they're gonna do with Bandito. I mean, the, the Latin America, the Hispanic community is so big and I feel like you just have this roster where you can do so much to attract those viewers. And you're just bringing in those guys. To, you had Andrade, who now who knows? Like I, 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 just personally think that AW really has something special, and could have capitalized on that. They're kind of like working with Triple A and all of these really talented Spanish guys that you're bringing in. You're just bringing them into job, and that bothers me a little bit.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, Hangman Page did have his family there sitting in front row. To be fair, they were in DC. Page is from yeah. the sticks of Vir- Page is from the right. sticks of Virginia. He's more. Southern Virginia, Southern West Virginia. Well,
1: they called Richmond. When they were in Richmond, didn't they make that like his home? That was
0: the closest. Cause it, yeah. he, he, he's from – I actually – when I, I went to Myrtle Beach this past summer, we drove down through West Virginia, drove through Southern Virginia. I drove – he's he's the sticks of Southern Virginia. But I guess he had family there, and I don't know where his family spreads yeah. and whatever. I don't yeah. know. But he's clearly is the more, you know, and – i I'm not going to lie here. I also think there's a little bit of hangover of – there's some extra – hang. I mean, Hangman Page has always been over. He's been pretty over. Mm-hmm his yeah. entire time in the company <laughs> i th- I, th- I think i think seeing punk kind of victimizing him a little bit on the microphone mm-hmm. is in a weird way is help page two, is Oh, it, one thousand know? percent one
1: thousand yeah. percent yes yeah
2: yeah.
0: So. yeah and i think i think a lot of that has to do with uh
2: people uh that core audience is almost viewing uh punk in a different
0: light now yep, yep. yeah yeah all right, uh, Lucha, well, we got the we're gonna run 15 extra minutes, so they have time to they have time to do a luchasaurus squash match, luchasaurus right. out there squashes fuego del sol. Uh, the entrance music was longer than the match itself. After the fact, jungle boy comes out and attacks with a chair, cuts a little heartfelt promo. So it's crazy to think that jungle boy, and luchasaurus, this is still going on. I feel like this has been going and, 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 and Christian's in a sling. Christian's talking about next week in Toronto. Uh, of course, Jimmy's not gonna be there to referee this. Um, <laughs> Luchasaurus jungle was This continues to go on and on. Now, Jimmy, are you ready for payoff?
2: Yeah, I, I, I'm waiting for this uh, rivalry to end. Uh, again, uh, uh, you want to get the the viewer invested. You want to get the the the, the 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 paying public, so to speak, invested. Those that are paying whether they're paying for a live ticket or paying uh, with their time to watch on television. You want to get them invested, and uh, as as much as they're trying here christian is trying hard um jungle boy is even trying hard but i'm just not that invested i just i, I want this to end rather than you know well
0: and i feel like whatever it kind of, way it does i know. feel like it kind of missed its window because when this when the when the split happened it was a big deal i mean christian was cutting some crazy ass promos for several mm-hmm. weeks uh real personal promos that were oohing and on ah and then i feel like it just it, it, it the the fire is cooled
2: yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, Isa, I mean, where are you? I mean, I, I've kind of fallen off the, the, the investment here.
1: Yeah, I keep on forgetting that this is still going on. But at the same time, Jericho and Daniel Bryan and Daniel Garcia, that story has been going on just as long as this one. Mm-hmm. With this one, we haven't seen a paid off because of Christian's injury. Um, I, I, am ju- just, I'm a little bit over it. I thought, I thought that jungle boy did sound slightly more comfortable on the mic tonight than he usually does. But at the same time, I wasn't a big fan of the, of the promo, but he looked to have more confidence out there today. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So we'll see where, uh, where that's going to go, uh, where that's going to go Right. next week in Toronto. All right. Main event time. Your ring of honor, world champion, Chris Jericho out there with Sammy Guevara. Up against
1: Ring of Jericho. It's the
0: mm. Ring of Jericho. Yes. Up against your champion. Ring of Honor pure champion, Daniel Garcia. Mm. <laughs> no. Sound like I sound like the Howard Stern WNBC.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, your Ring <laughs> of Honor pure champion, Daniel Garcia plus <laughs> Brian Danielson. Uh, this all this entire match builds when we finally get Garcia and Jericho face to face again. Hockey fight explodes. Um, another high spot here. Jericho's going to suplex Brian Danielson through the timekeeper's table. Uh, finally, Daniel Garcia. Has Sammy and the sharpshooter. Referee is not in a position to see. Jericho hitting Garcia with the belt. That was Jimmy's favorite
1: spot. That was Jimmy's favorite spot. And,
0: and Guevara is going to uh, get the pin here. Sammy Guevara, big heat. At one point, even, there was briefly an, uh, an El Idolo chant that broke out. Uh, a lot of you still suck, yes. Sammy. So a lot of yes. heat on Sammy, whether it's storyline or reality-based. Sammy Guevara, the least popular person mm-hmm. yeah. on Dynamite tonight. Jimmy, was the referee out of position to not see such shot? Uh, unfortunately, no. Uh, uh,
2: the referee did not position herself in the right. Look, the sharpshooter was happening and and you saw that they were moving closer and closer to the rope. So when you saw that happening, I kind of had the idea that something was going to happen there. But w- what, what the referee should have done was positioned herself exactly uh, so she could be blinded by both participants, she was sideways, so it's almost like referees there don't have peripheral vision. Mm-hmm. Because she, you're, so, you're,
0: so, you're saying if the sharpshooter's applied onto Sammy, she yeah. needs to be nose to the nose with Sammy, so that way exactly Sammy's face right. and Garcia's and the, back it, are blocking back is, her.
2: Are blocking the, the the view, and you don't see the belt shot. But she was to the side. And I could understand if it was done to the hard camera side, where you don't want to block uh, uh, Sammy's face. Mm-hmm. But uh, this was done to the side, so uh, the positioning was all bad. And uh, again, referee distraction spots just not working tonight, and uh, which kind of hurt the finish for me.
0: Isa, are you impressed that your?
1: No, you want to <laughs> know why? Hurt the finish. Sammy getting the pin that hurt the finish. How do you not read the room? How do you, yeah. like, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. if you're not going to send him home and hold him accountable for what happened earlier, the least you could do is not giving the, the if it just felt like a big whatever. And mm-hmm. again, because it's not the first time that we hear that he gets in trouble. It just feels like a slap in the face, you know? Like, like it doesn't matter what Sami does. He can get away with it. He does have some kind of, he must have that, remember that box that Shane McMahon had on Vince McMahon? Sami has it on Tony Khan at this point. That being said, yeah, it was it was it was a fun match. I yes. I saw Sammy trying to bust his butt out there, doing some fancy moves to get the crowd inside, and it just wasn't working. Mm-hmm.
2: Can you imagine? Can you imagine? I'm I'm not only not going home, but I'm going over because this will get shown on or whatever.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> look what I have, buddy. Yeah, oh my yeah, exactly. God. It just. It just yeah. felt like if you were going to have Sammy get the pin, then you should have put this somewhere in the middle of the show and have something else, main event at mm-hmm. least. But for the show to, we start the show because that backstage drama came out fairly a little bit before the show went on the air. So once you get us to stop thinking about it, then we're going to the main event and we see Sammy get the pin while Andrade gets sent home and his magic gets canceled. It just didn't mm-hmm. feel fair.
0: You Not know, and right. I've heard Tony Khan say on interview, and the this first thing I'm going to say is fair. Mm-hmm. I've heard Tony say in interviews since the All Out Brawl where, you know, how terrible the pandemic was. You know, we're doing empty arena shows, stuck in Jacksonville, all the things that the pandemic was and how it was terrible for everybody, all of us on different levels. And so he kind of said, you know, after you go through that drama, little a it puts things in perspective, which I think is actually a very fair comment of, OK, you got some drama going on. It, it, we all know drama happens in the workplace, whatever, whatever. It is fair to say at least we had the business to operate on full scale to have such drama and we're not handicapped and and, and facing, you know, all the scares we did. Fair. But then what becomes, then it bleeds into scary territory. We see the all-out brawl. We see Sammy with Kingston, Sammy with uh, Andrade. And it's like, you know, it's almost like, you know, we know that Tony is an an old-school ECW mark. He loved the original Mm -hmm. ECW. I almost kind of feel like Tony's like, listen to this heat that Sammy's getting. I, I almost feel like... Tony again, kind of the easiest point. Not reading the room. No, this is beyond just like reveling in some, you know, really serious chance that the fans are going to give. Like you got a guy here that's like, you know, first he got the heat, and we and we and we we detoured from him being a babyface. He got the heat because he was engaged to fellow wrestler after he clearly was also engaged on your TV show, by the way, to another woman who's clearly not with. So there was kind of like a little bit of like a tony was trying to push him as a, as a face and then everybody wanted to yeah. shit on him so we we, yeah. we detoured we went okay we're gonna be a heel then we're getting backstage drama mm-hmm. and whatever whatever or no disciplines happening to sammy and then and, and people are continuing to do like these nasty sammy chants or not liking him i yeah. kind of feel like tony's got like this ecw in him he's like this is great this is this mm-hmm. is and, and i just wonder at what point do you kind of realize like it's yeah, the wrong yeah. kind of heat for yeah, lack of a better are
1: you, terms. Yeah. 1000%. Look at, look at, listen to the reaction coming out of Grand Slam when he came out with Tyconte. That was That was that heat, that, that boo, this guy suck. The heat that Sammy was getting tonight was a whole different reaction than what mm-hmm. he was getting shows prior to tonight.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, mm-hmm.
1: this backstage news, they got to do yeah. a better job. This has got to yeah. stop leaking the way that it is. It's like she, it's everything in the product, it wasn't a bad show. I enjoyed it. There was a lot of tonight that I enjoyed, but again, this they always remember the finish, and you finish with Sammy getting the
0: pin. Yeah, yeah. First off, real real quick, look at Sammy's timeline is pretty amazing. Sammy's timeline of gets engaged to his like high school sweetheart on TV on Dynamite. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it didn't work out, or he, whatever, whatever happens, he's (laughs) engaged to said wrestler to said hottie. A blonde hottie on tv show and then several backstage i mean like what a timeline of just like unlikable i mean i and i, and I don't know i don't know the full story um issa to your point though th- look look at the stuff that's not dirt cheat, leaked look at the stuff that's aew showing their ass on their own accord cm punk hijacked the microphone on a press conference with his boss sitting next to him who'd never even had the, the ability to shut him up and punk did that and then which goes into the brawl which happened and then you know like i said androni and sammy's beef didn't get leaked by the dirt dirt sheets they they decided to blast it on twitter so it's mm-hmm. not like this is just you have a poor locker room who's leaking stuff it's not like this is the the titanic hit by the iceberg no this yeah. is this is everybody just decided to air their public grievances <laughs> on tony's time like- Right. My and, favorite
1: person my favorite person in this entire feud was Ricky Starks with his tweet that said can okay, my co-workers just shut the f up. Like yeah. that was my favorite nice. thing in this whole
2: thing. Yeah, and where <laughs> was Ricky
0: Starks tonight? Here, here's the here,
2: yeah, and, here, and here's the problem too. I think Tony Khan is thinking, "Oh, here's some real life behind the scenes uh um not from, I don't I don't want to use the term rivalry because rivalry makes it sound like it's worked uh guys who two guys who have an issue a real life issue backstage maybe we can turn this into money by turning it into some sort of no no you know when it gets this heated you got to keep these guys apart jimmy it's
0: funny you say that because i've heard that argument too as as we wrap it up here so anybody has if anybody has any final super chats please put them in now Mm -hmm. um it's funny you say that because i've over the years i've talked to some uh you know, uh, some of them guys from your are Hall of Fame guys,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I've asked them kind of about that, and I brought different situations up, and it's like, you know, well, what happens when there's like real heat between the two guys? Like, is, is that? And I know that Twitter wasn't around, and at some of these, you know, some of the older generations, but I'm like, is can that can in any way that can that be spun into a positive of let's take two guys and let, let's kind of create some competition amongst them, make them go out and do business, and and, and it's always been some variation of no because you need to have two guys going through the curtain still with a, with a, with a level of trust that like, mm-hmm. this is all for the show. If you're trying to take their real life, emotional issues and trying to then get them to, if you're trying to, you know, mind screw them for lack of a better phrase of, Oh, this is just good to go out and sell tickets. It, it just, it just doesn't sit well. It doesn't vibe. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, it, the locker room feels on uneasy about it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I kind of feels like here is like, Oh, Sammy and Andrade don't like each other. Put it out there for dynamite. That'll be, that'll pop a great rating. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, like what if they start shooting and, and mix martial arts on each other out there. Right. And like, it's, and then it just sets the precedent to the locker room. Like what's the work environment I'm in. Mm-hmm. If somebody, if, if one of my coworkers goes public on Twitter, that they don't like me, that my boss is going to try to pop a number and pop a rating by making right. me go out there and have to trust that person with my body with also the risk that it's going to turn into a brawl for all
2: hmm yeah it's, it's it, like you said it's a different situation and i've i've been there where guys have had an issue in the ring with each other where something got heated they went through their match they did their finish and when they got to the back uh right behind gorilla getting into it i remember one in particular with a uh, two hall of famers let's put it one is from pittsburgh and uh someone who had uh latino heat and it, it was it was incredible because like I was right there and I'm like, what do I do? Because you know what I mean? You don't want to like, and and thankfully Big Show was there because he could buy himself. He just picked up both guys and kind of separated them, which was kind of cool. But uh, again, they were professional enough out there in front of the camera to finish what they were sent out there to do. And yeah, you don't like to see them get into it backstage either. But at the same time, they did what they needed to do out there and did business before they let personal feelings get the better of them which they did backstage.
0: Yeah. Different right, times, um, I guess.
2: Yeah. And again, thank goodness there was no Twitter back then.
0: Right.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: All right. Um, Issa, final thoughts on the three year anniversary of Dynamite. And all and, and, and then Dynamite and, Dynamite and Dynamite and all the drama that accompanies it.
1: First of all, it feels like AEW just launched and then it also feels like it's been a hundred years. I don't know how they have managed to do both at the same time, but when I'm looking at the three-year anniversary, I'm like, it feels like it was just yesterday, but it also feels like we've been dealing with this for way too long. Um, I thought it was a fun show. Maybe it didn't live up to expectation, but compared to the very first Dynamite three years ago, I thought this was superior. Uh, I, I'm tired of the AW drama. I, I want to see some good news coming out of AW, some people getting along and, uh, you know, you're celebrating an anniversary and it just feels like everything's falling apart. I don't want this company to fall apart. I want all wrestling to do well, so I need them to get it together. But also, justice for Andrade. <laughs>
0: yeah. Jimmy, three years in, where are you at?
2: Uh, I, I thought the show was fine tonight, especially the in-ring work. I thought the in-ring work was very, was entertaining. It's just the the repetition and and you know every match other than the enhancement match that we got with uh <laughs> with um later on in the night everything going to a commercial during the match every match had a commercial break with picture in picture and stuff like that and all the interviews that are done backstage whether it was earlier in the day or not uh having tony interview someone and somebody comes and interrupts having tony inter- interview someone somebody it's 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 too repetitious it's not fresh you know what i mean yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, she Black did have a uh, super chat earlier saying tipping. I don't know if he meant he was just tipping for the wonderful content we're giving. Oh. Or if...
2: Yes, thank you. I'll take it like that. That's how we'll I'll,
0: I'll take, take it. it. We'll
2: take
0: <laughs> it. We'll take Me it. We'll it. Alright, that's going to uh, do it for tonight. Of course, again, Dynamite got getting to go two hours and 15 minutes long. Mm-hmm. So uh, we are a few minutes longer than we normally would be for those of you watching live. If you're watching live, if you're listening or watching on the archive, please tweet any or all of us let us know where in the world you are, Carmen San Diego. How are you enjoying this podcast? What do you like best about it? love doing that. The three of us will be back Saturday night. Extreme Rules. Are we going to get the White Rabbit reveal? A lot of questions. Yes. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's Saturday night, so uh, I, I got a feeling that's going to get kind of crazy. So that'll be fun. All, yeah. all three of us. Yeah. It's going to be great. Puerto Rico, Pittsburgh, and, and Toronto all together again. So make sure you bookmark and uh, do whatever you got to do to make sure Saturday night you join us after that show uh, at NYC Demon Diva, at Jimmy Corderas, at Justin Lavar. Again, thank you very much for all the super chats. Thank you for the comments just in the free chat room like subscribe tell a friend tell a friend tell a friend it all helps it all helps to grow i'll talk to all of you on uh, friday morning on busted over i'll give my official extreme rules predictions i'll be with these beautiful people saturday and then jimmy and i'll be back monday i'll give you my bingo card for the dx reunion it's all good people it's all good